There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, here we go. We're going to move on from our Super Bowl uh, postgame show and have more of a uh, Britney Spears oh, Hulu oh New York Times documentary this, postgame show. This is Honestly. We all watched it, right? We are all sorry, Brittany. Yeah. Boy, these first her first two singles are still just jams. Yeah, they are. But yeah, we're talking about the Hulu New York Times presents. That's right. Uh, um, framing Britney Spears, and uh, it was it was so good. Apparently, this is a series that they have on FX, and now it's on. Hulu, but I mean, watching it will make you feel guilty, horrified, and motivated to help Britney Spears because something isn't right. And looking back on all of this, first of all, Lori and I owe her an apology. We owe her an apology. Anybody who covered any entertainment yes, at the time, not realizing, like, oh, taking another step. We were looking at through all the, you know, eyes of. The paparazzi, paparazzi looking the, at all. We bought all the magazines we and looked at all of that. And I did enjoy reading her do, dear fans um, letters. Her, I loved it. I've got a four door letting, four. When she was letting us know what's going yeah. on, but um, I mean, when you realize how long her conservative conservatorship has gone on, and how it was asked so many different ways, like. She's been so successful, but yet she has very little control. It was just, it was a mind-blowing, I thought I knew, like, everything there was to know about her, and no. I would agree with you, and just so much empathy. She was such a delightful young woman, and then just because of who she was and how everyone, the media, treated her. Well, and the fact that uh, Fee... Felicia, that the the woman who had all of Britney's, you know, platinum things, she was like talking about in the beginning. Oh, her, her kind of um, chaperone, chaperone, if you will. right? But longtime Britney fans know Fee is the real deal. She was with Britney at the beginning, yeah, and it wasn't, you know, she was with her like for the first like fifteen years, if you will. She brought a real credibility. To that and to the documentary, to the documentary, and um, I this was pretty amazing when you just think about looking back at the lens of the late 90s, early 2000s, how we just all accepted the overly sexualization of, of young, always, yes, 
always being nosy about girls still having the virgin, the whore, the this dichotomy, this and that and the other thing. Um, I don't know. This is from the documentary is... I don't know which cut this is. I think this one starts with, this sort of talks about a lot of the weird questions she would be asked during her interviews, starting with Ed McMahon on Star Search. This is her on Star Search as an eight-year-old. I noticed last week you have the most adorable, pretty eyes. Do you have a boyfriend? No, sir. Why not? They're mean. (laughs) Boyfriends? You mean all boys are mean? I'm not mean. How about me? It depends. Of all things that she could be asked about, because what else could we possibly talk to a woman or a girl about? There's so much more to her that everybody's missing. I know she's aiming for the little kids market or whatever. She needs to back off and put a pair of blue jeans on, no shoes, and just sing, you know? To many, you are a contradiction. On the one hand, you're a sweet, innocent, virginal type. On the other hand, you're a sexy vamp in underwear. I wouldn't say in underwear. I think a lot of people were like uncomfortable with, you know, her sexuality. A lot of talk about your sexy Lolita look, especially after the Rolling Stones uh, story. Well, I think we're all girls and I mean, that's a part of who we are. You'd be lying if you said you didn't like to feel sexy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You're a girl. Everyone's talking about it. Why? Well, your breasts. You seem to get furious when a talk show host comes up with this subject. I'll say this, you know, I worked with all the boy bands, all of them. Not one of the boys was ever under any scrutiny. It certainly is a paradox, isn't it? The the way she works and And the way she dresses. She doesn't seem that innocent. That's when she just really started becoming more free and less concerned with pleasing everybody, which is also like a whole nother metaphor for what women do, right? At some point in our lives, we stop trying to please everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, was it was just all the que- at nine years old. Do you have a boyfriend? Eight. Yeah. Eight. I mean, no, that- I know it was it was on. You 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 couldn't really believe it when you're sitting there watching back. And I thought Brittany handled. Each and every so, one of those yes. things, so so did I, so remarkably well. But I mean, can you imagine that this is like that is her world, right? That that she's in, and people are asking her that, and there's no, hey, this is out. You know, that she wasn't really. She was just kind of like, let's see how this kid does. Yeah, you know, and. um um, yeah, it's not like she had a handler. Well, Fee was there, but her she, mom and dad were in. They you had know, younger Louisiana. kids at home. They had one younger kid, and they, they Fee was there, yeah. and she was just like the chaperone. But I liked what Fee said. I wanted to take part in this, so we could I could remind people of why they fell in love with her in the first place. Yeah. And in that regard, the documentary very, very much succeeds. Um, and keep in mind that Felicia is really the only insider that talks. You yes, don't hear yes. from the mom, the dad. You don't hear from Brittany. You don't hear from her sister. Right. You briefly sort of hear from her brother in a in a, Podcast, a, in a different interview. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, but nobody but he, else cooperated with the with the documentary like that Felicia did. It's it's a raw. And it's brutal. worth. It's on Hulu, and you can watch it if you don't have. You know, FX or whatever. FX. FX. All FX shows stream on Hulu. I know, it's but I, just thing. a reminder. 
People might not know that. Um, But it is a raw and brutal experience of fame in America. For sure. And how how, it's such a dangerous game, the fame game. And how the paparazzi photographer talked about how he was just doing videos and someone said, you know, you can make money shooting the stars this way. You know, he wasn't his career wasn't making it. And he's so he starts his friend said, you know, go follow this. This is where I think Britney Spears is going to be and starts doing the paparazzi and how much money they would make for the photo. And I remember all these photos when she's at the gas station barefoot and how much money and how we're like, God, you can't even put on shoes to go to the back. I mean, I remember how those photos impacted our conversations. Yeah, of course. And I, so I, I'm sorry, Brittany. We're I sorry, am, Brittany. And now I think, you know, it, oh, let's listen let's, to Let's okay. listen to this. Okay. is really kind of um, a, a shocking. This is... Um, Diane Sawyer, and and remember the Matt Lauer interview? Yes, I do. And he point blank asked her, are you a good mom? Now, can you imagine Matt Lauer asking a man that? And that we didn't get mad about that, and that here he was such a dirty dog doing all these things, sitting across from Whitney, just openly judging her. I remember there was something we did not like about that interview. And and then there was something about the stain on the dress, because there was another thing about what she was wearing, I remember vividly. Okay, Well, Well, I was thinking, too, maybe we should talk, because she, the Diane Sawyer questions are about Justin, so maybe let's do the Justin Timberlake setup first. I really can't stand, well, you really know what a douchebag is, we get reminded Yeah, we do. Okay, this is the Justin bit. When they got together, I think a lot of people thought it was just totally perfect, and they wanted to know everything about their relationship. Am I a virgin? (laughs) I know it. I admit, yes, I am a virgin, and I definitely want to try and have sex till I'm married. I just want to wait for that special someone. So, thank you. They break up. Justin sort of made it seem, rightly or wrongly, like she had cheated on him. It really seemed like he took control of the narrative. The way that people treated her to be very high school about it was like she was the school slut and he was like the school quarterback or whatever and he essentially weaponizes the video for one of his singles to incriminate her in the demise of the relationship. It was a revenge, a pure male revenge fantasy. Justin Timberlake is in the house. And I just want to ask you one question. Did you Britney Spears? <laughs> yes or no? Oh, man. Come on, man. Okay, I did it. No. Yeah! And then they show a cover of Justin Timberlake on the front of Details magazine. Justin Timberlake, the man who got in Britney Spears' Spears pants. pants. I saw that. Lori, I just think back. On the cover of Details Magazine. Yeah, I know, Lori. And and it was was framed like, does Justin have a bunch of wussy songs? Well, it doesn't matter, because at least he got into Britney's pants. Right, and he kind of was great. He, like, used that breakup to To launch launch his his solo career. And four years after that, he came out with yet another, uh, another song that... Basically, was about how his heart was so broken. 
about Britney Spears. And and his publicist was already working super hard over the weekend because Us Weekly had an exclusive saying sources say Britney doesn't hold a grudge against Justin Timberlake. Well, that source is right from JT's yeah. publicist. Somebody call you know, I mean, it's just BS. Here's Diane Sawyer interviewing Britney Spears a few years after she and Justin have broken yep. up. I have to ask a couple of things about Justin. Okay, of course. He has gone on television and pretty much said, you broke his heart. You did something that caused him so much pain, so much suffering. What did you do? Her image was being painted as, oh, what did you do to cause the breakup? You must have done something. Not him. Britney Spears has upset a lot of mothers in this country, starting with the wife of the governor of Maryland. Really, if I had an opportunity to, to shoot Britney Spears, I think I would. Oh, that's horrible. Well, she, that's really bad. Because of the example for kids and how hard it is to be a parent. Well, that's really sad that she said that. Ew. I'm not here to, you know, babysit her kids. There's just that invisible line that seemed to exist then that nobody knew how to handle and nobody knew how to help her handle it. Had a year that would test a lot of people. It was pretty rough. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness, hello. Ew, strong brain. Um, yeah, it was a weird time. Ew, I'm embarrassed, can we? I mean, it, it was, was super sad. The celebrities were watching it like crazy. Valerie Bertinelli wrote, um, Framing Britney, Britney Spears is a gut punch. So many horrible men in her life. Her father, Justin Timberlake. Her father, Paparazzi. Her father, Us Weekly Photo Directly. Director, her father, Harvey Levin, Sam Lufty. Her dad wanted nothing to do with her except for her to pay the bills and yeah. what could he buy. Yeah. It's really sad. It, I, it, it, it totally It was hard is. to watch. It, it was hard to watch, but it was absolutely will make you feel like you are hashtag free Britney. Yes. And I think Justin Timberlake, he should just make it a public an, uh, acknowledgement and apology for the harm that he's done and not hide behind his publicist's back with planted stories in Us Weekly. That she doesn't hold any yeah. grudges. She's Louise. I like uh, Michelle Collins. I know we got to go last. Yesterday she tweeted, the only Pepsi halftime show I can get behind is if The weekend brings Britney out on stage. She tears up her conservatorship paperwork and shoots it out of a confetti can. And, oh. and then Janet Jackson comes out and they sing Toxic together. <laughs> I love it. That's a good one. But anyway, oh, we are we're, we are sorry, Brittany, yes. and that just made me made us and really look at yeah. that in a whole new way. And I hope she gets free um, of her conservatorship. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I really do. I do too, Lauren. Yeah. All right, listen, we'll be right back with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hello. Hello. Hi. Here and we're we've talked about Britney and we've uh, talked about the Super Bowl. Did you watch that? Framing Britney Spears. I did watch it Isn't this it, weekend. Wasn't it something? incredible? Yeah, yeah. You know, definitely everyone should take the time if you have access to it to watch mm-hmm. Framing Britney Spears. And I think you guys, you know, reflecting on where you were in relation to the Britney Spears story and what was happening because it was almost well, it wasn't almost. It was twenty years ago. When all yeah. that stuff was happening, and and Justin Timberlake. Ugh. Well, Ugh. we've we and heard... also you know here she was probably a woman in full postpartum depression. She's breaking up with Kevin Federline. Yeah. He's yeah. saying she can't see the kids. Wait, she's he... got seventy photographers following her, taking Everywhere. her pictures, and she's got media asking her if she's a good mom and playing audio. People want to shoot you in the head. I mean, anybody would. You'd feel like you're losing your damn mind. Yeah. Right. And it was really shocking. I thought in particular the Diane Sawyer interview. Oh, oh yeah. It was terrible. And Diane in her breathy voice, her breathy voice. Right. Made me feel really bad. I mean, uh, it, it made me feel icky towards Diane yeah. Sawyer. And I wonder what she's really like. Well, yeah. And fascinating that, you know, Diane Sawyer, lauded journalist of network TV, doing this really salacious tabloid interview where Britney Spears has to justify her existence to Diane Sawyer. Mm-hmm. I know. And that she played the audio of that governor's wife saying she wanted to shoot Britney in the head was, if she had a gun. Unbelievable. Uh, it was horrible. And I, I do remember at the time watching the Matt Lauer interview oh, with Britney Spears, so where obviously, you know, I even reflecting on the time when that was happening, it was it was very obvious that Britney Spears should not be doing that she, she interview. She shouldn't have been doing that interview. No. I do agree with that because we were very, yep. we remember that interview. Yep. We were, we, he did on a Saturday. I seriously yeah. remember everything that went down. But we yep. apologize, Brittany, and it's so big time. Oh my gosh! Oh my goodness! Well, we wish Brittany the best we today. We really do, and I, I really hope that she's going to get out of this conservatorship. Yeah, you know, because what the documentary does really well is kind of lays out. You, you guys mentioned this in the previous segment, Jamie Spears, her father's relationship to Britney Spears and how that changed from the beginning of her career to mm-hmm. the conservatorship. And, and they lay it out pretty well about, you know, probably the conservatorship is not the best thing for Britney Spears right now in her life. Yeah. And it, it just it really is an examination of fame, our relationship to it and, and what it do, can do to an individual. So it's really compelling television. So go watch yeah. it. Go watch it. Brad, now, Valerie Bertinelli was like, I'm so glad that my parents were 
so involved and protected me because she as a was, child she actress, was a huge yep, she was a huge star in one day at a yep. time. And then, you know, got and married, she married young to the rock to, star, the rocker. to Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, and, and we hear these stories of child actors time and again, where maybe perhaps you do have a support network behind you and you're able to transition or you have parents who exploit you. And that's a story as old as time going back to Jackie Coogan, where his parents ripped him off. And so there was legislation passed so that parents could not completely rip off their children. And that was back in the 1930s, Mm. I think. So, you know, that that is a tale as old as time. And, you know, you just you hope that kids are being well taken care of when they're in the entertainment industry. That the, the, the bar the bar just should be there right. for them. So, oh my goodness. Well, I was going to talk about this story. It got buried on Friday night. Now, speaking of Britney Spears, Britney Spears and Natalie Portman go way back because they were on Broadway together. I think that Britney was an understudy for Natalie Portman. Oh my gosh, you're kidding. Back in the day, and they actually, there are some photographs of them. They threw a New Year's Eve party in the early 2000s together. And the pictures are quite cute. You know, they're have doing what you do on a New Year's Eve party, but go Google those. Well, this story was on Friday, page six. It was the headline, or over the weekend sometime, where page six ran this headline saying, Natalie Portman steps out seeming with a baby bump in Sydney. I saw that. I saw that. So you saw that, right? Yes. Well, Natalie Portman is like, no, that is not the case. She is clapping back at this. Natalie Portman wrote, hey, so I'm totally not pregnant, but apparently it's still okay in 2021 for anyone to speculate and comment on a woman's body shape whenever they want. She adds, do better. Yeah. Uh yeah, so she's currently in Australia filming Thor, Love and Thunder. I would have loved it so much if she was like, I'm in London, you fools. That's yeah. a look. <laughs> right, exactly. Else. Yeah, so she's, those rumors are not true. I could, can't find a trace of that story on the internet anymore, so obviously I think Page Six probably took that down. Uh, moving on from that, if you're into a little celebrity real estate, the $15 million mega mansion featured in Poop's Creek is for sale in Canada. If you want to go and look at it, it's $15 million. It's known as La Belle, La Belle Maison, 12 bedrooms, 16 bathrooms. So you got Fortnite toilets, and it's 24,000 square feet. I'm trying to think what, uh, what, what place had a mansion in it, that the very begin No, at Poops Creek we're talking about? Yeah. yeah. At the very beginning, they lived a rich lifestyle before it ended. Oh, and that. that so it's the very so, beginning. Uh, yeah, but, but that's, that's so all little. I've seen, because oh. I haven't watched any more <laughs> than the first few so episodes. Julie's got the scoop so on I know this. what you're talking about. <laughs> First episode. It's the first two, I think. Uh, yes, it is. I mean, it's incredible. It, 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 it really was. Yeah, and it, it, apparently it has frescoes inspired by the Sistine Chapel. So if you want to go and look at that, go ahead. Let's uh, do other materialist rich people stories where a brand out of Brooklyn called Mischief has created a $48,000 pair of shoes created from Birkin bags and Birkenstock sandals. Ugh. That just sounds so dumb. <laughs> so this is, it looks like your classic Birkenstock sandal, but the upper leather part is made from a torn up Aramez Birkin bag. Oh, please. So they've made that. If you want to buy them, they're $48,000. Apparently, this company has also made a shoe, a Nike Air Max 97 called the Jesus Shoe with actual holy water in them. So, okay. We'll keep I think that in you mind. should be holy and give donations if you can 
can buy a pair of socks. No kidding, Marge. Buy, so. buy some shoes for some kids. Thank you. All right, Holly, thank you. You're welcome. We got Sex Monday coming up after. Hey, we're start, fun. Let's start with um, a one-night standal. Oh, a standal. Standal. I like it. A one-night scandal. You, anyone want to guess what a one-night standal is? Mm, Rocco, you go first. Um, a candle for a sexy candle. Okay. Okay. All right. Wait, what a one-night standal? Standal. Um, a one-night stand in sandals? <laughs> Rocco is the winner. Hi, Holly. We had speak the sex stuff. Rocco, so, is it? A one-night standal is a candle that smells like pizza cocktails, condom, and a taxi. <laughs> oh, for crying out loud. Pizza? How mm-hmm. much is this candle? This candle is, I love it. They go, uh, the, the the scent passion fruit martini is, of course, the drink, and then a luscious latex aroma reminiscent of a can a condom. I, I had a girlfriend in college who loved the smell of condoms. Stop. Cracking them open. Stop. She loved everything about it. You know, like some people like a shower curtain when you. Sure. I like the smell of gasoline when you pump gas, but I've never. Okay. Well, probably brings back a memory or something. This was in college when she was making condom memories. I see. Okay. She was making condom memories because she likes snapping and rolling them out. (laughs) Honestly. Honestly, I swear to God. That's like the best line. Yeah. Where were you when I was making condom memories? You know, back in the early <laughs> that's 80s. Your, that's your State Fair t-shirt. That's, yeah, just making go. condom memories 2021. <laughs> that's oh. so good. Anyway, and yeah, we, anyway, but yeah, that's called, it's called a one night stand and it's put out by a company called Flame and Crap. Okay. You know, <laughs> but yeah, it's a pizza cocktails condom and a taxi. Okay. Fantastic. That's funny. This is an interesting study, and I bring it to you in the interest of the Super Bowl. The University of Minnesota was part of the research team along with um, the University of Texas. But um, the research was they wanted to find out why and is it true that sex trafficking is a major problem for cities hosting the Super Bowl? Oh, okay. Okay. Because that has been reported for quite yes, some time. Has. Yep. That um, specifically the Super Bowl results in a surge of sex trafficking. Right. And the University of Minnesota and the University of Texas, Austin, wondered is this urban legend or is this really a true thing? And so okay. they examined what they found out. This belief is very much false and has become so widely believed due to inaccurate reporting from news sources. Okay. And they they brought their findings to local news outlets in the Minneapolis area in 2018 ahead of the Super Bowl. And it resulted in nearly 70% of local news stories on the topic of sex trafficking ahead of the 2018 Super Bowl here that conveyed a more accurate, skeptical viewpoint on the legitimacy of that story. Right, okay. And um, the co-author of the bill said, you know, how the public learns about sex trafficking is primarily through the media. And it had gotten a reputation and was cited as the single biggest sex day for sex trafficking. 
and that just simply is not true. The re- it's true online anytime there's a major event in a city. Car races, concerts, trade shows, okay. sporting events, that does go up. Okay. Okay. Just like in but Las it is Vegas, not, it, it is doesn't a, coincide with the Super Bowl. No, it doesn't. Right. It's not any more of an uptick than any other big event. Well, you, you know. hear that a lot. So it's good to have the. Yeah. So they just wanted to that, uh, you know, actually like the Olympics shrinks commercial sex markets. Because you've got all these athletes and all people are leaving the area right. because it's taken over by that. But anyway, so they just, uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting story and they just wanted to um, get that out there. And it was published in, an, in Anti-Trafficking Review right. on January 28th. But they used Minneapolis as the market to get the accurate information out to the news station. So you know, four or five, 11, nine, I'm sure, you know, anyway, that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Not as, you know, crazy as the one night stand. No, not at all. Now, um, would you like to know some of the sex scene secrets? Um, because one of the intimacy coordinators, which have become common on yes, they have. film and TV yes, sets they only in the last two years. Yes. Intimacy um, coordinators. They are talking from Bridgerton and the normal people uh, producers. Uh, this is a new job, mm-hmm. and this didn't used to be a job. Okay, so here's what they do. This is what's in their kit bag. Okay. Okay. They always have flesh-colored <laughs> underwear of many different color fleshes. If they okay. uh, ahead of time, they'll know you know who they have. Yeah. But, Basically, this is like what's in the doctor's kit, you know, the stethoscope. Yes, the thermometer. Now yes. we have flesh-colored panties. Yes, flesh-colored underwear. Yeah, the, and for men too, right? For right. men too. Yeah, they've got the because both men and women have commented that they like this. Yes, both men and, and women, women. Yes, have commented how it changes things to have because an intimacy coordinator because it's so freaking uncomfortable for them. The Glock sock. Yes, only covers. The the sword, Julia. What about the dangling bits? Mm -hmm. Okay, so now we know that there's flesh-colored underwear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then they always have mints. Always. We hear about the bad breath. Okay, and they also have heating pads. Mm -hmm. Because sets are cold. cold. And between takes. And they also have a combination of, they have a spray bottle of mineral water and glycerin to create the beads of sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then green tape is always in the bag because that makes it clear to the camera operators, the actors' boundaries of oh. what can't be shown. Okay. And um, then there's also, they have what they call um, body covers to protect people's modesty and then strapless underwear, of course, that sticks to... Um, you know, the sure. dangling, yes. no, yes. The dangling okay. bits on the man when the Glock sock isn't enough. All right, got it. Yeah. Do you like all my little euphemisms? Yeah, Glock, Glock sock. Glock mm-hmm. sock. She loves mm-hmm. saying that. I know um, that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but uh, yeah, they talked to a couple. This was a radio show, Radio Times, um, is that, and that a lot of the actors have kind of realized 
I can't believe I just went along with sex scenes before because basically in Hollywood, the thing was you had to be a big A-lister to be able to make dictate, demands. To Remember, because we heard that someone had a butt double and that was like unheard of. Yeah, yeah. you've got to be A-list. Yeah. But that some of the people are like, why didn't I ever do this before? Right. Why are we right. just doing that now? I like this. Yeah. So All anyway. Right. I like knowing about that. Okay. Do you need some new sex slang? Please. Any, please. Yes. Because Caddy. what do you do after you've blown through the one night standoff? Well. What's some new lingo? Netflix and chill. We're still using that. Are we okay. still using that? All right. Yeah. Um, Which here's, means come over and have sex and maybe watch TV. Yes. Mm-hmm. Basically. Okay. And then like the Inuits have like 50 words for snow. And I'm wondering if we have 50 words for sex. Of course we do. Probably we do. Of course we do. How many of them can we say? I'm worried that you might say too many. Yeah. <laughs> I, this, this is getting okay. into a gray area, Lori, that okay. I want to warn you about. Clapping cheeks. Have you heard of that one? No. No? Yeah. no? Rocco? No, I don't think so, no. no. And I don't like it. You don't? Okay. No. It's just... Uh... It's cheeky. It's kind of cheeky. It is. You could use it. it with not really. Not really. Okay. I don't like it. All right. Uh, that one. Um, oh, that dear. one time. <laughs> you know what? These are all very seventies in my mind. Okay. You know, get, right? I don't like them. All right, then. Did you look at the list before? <laughs> not really. <laughs> this is an old one. Who okay. says knocking boots? Uh, Candyman. The Candyman? Yeah. No, whose boots have your boots been knocking? Yeah. Whose song is that? No, that's, that's, no, not, that's how it goes. not even how oh. it goes. That's, that's whose boots have your be- boots been under? Whose whose bed have your boots, boots been under? Been under. Right. Yeah, there was a song by like Candyman called "Still End Up Knocking the Boots." boots. Yeah. yeah, that one I feel is. And 70s. when you said Candyman, I was thinking because Lori said seventies. I thought. Who can make a rainbow, <laughs> cover it with cheese or whatever, sprinkle yes, it with chocolate in the mirror. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you know, I make up my words. Exactly. So I'm like, what candy man? I don't know. I think we can just say getting lucky, you know, still. Do you I can say t- hitting the sheets or going all the way or getting fourth base. Gosh, remember going all the way. Did you go all the way? Did you go all the way? It was never fourth base. It was third base. Everyone knows what third base what fourth base is. But it was always did you go all the way? Yeah. Yeah. They went all the way. Right. But fourth base is a whole nother meaning now. Oh, that's right. It's lettuce swapping. What? Oh I cannot believe you said that. Well you've said it many times. You kept talking about the salad for two years on this show. That was something else. Was it? <laughs> I don't know yes. what we're talking I've about. That plot here. So what? have I. It's so time to go. I. Let's oh my go. gosh! I totally don't know what we're talking about. I'm not about. even going to get give you any of my good stuff. I'm just. I'm going to go, go clap cheeks. I'm going to clap cheeks. Clap cheeks. We'll be right back. I had no idea that they offered a graduate. I know it. I only knew because um, why the commercials on the station that I make. Oh. That's why. <laughs> and my my mom's neighbor went through the program, and she's so in love with it and so excited about it. And yeah. it, it's just another option, I yeah. mean, for a graduate program, because the rediction, the rediction, that's recovery and addiction. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. The yeah. rediction, you know, market. I mean, there is going to be a lot of need after what we've been going through for people to help people in with addiction and Trauma. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. Okay, here's something. A 30-second ad during last night's Super Bowl cost. How much did Bruce Springsteen get paid? 
Five million. Yeah. Okay. It well, costs five point five million, or about one hundred and eighty-three thousand dollars per second. So, that's how much it costs. Tom Cruise is okay with buying that ad, I guess, every year. Yeah, well, and you saw those little small, like the, the squash soap, yes. yeah, and then the Oatly. They've they've had a pretty big budget. That Oatly milk. Okay, that okay. was one yes. weird. That was weird but, ad. Okay, but do you guys eat poor milk? There's if you poor go what? to a grocery poor store, milk, but and, Julia says it um, <laughs> milk. But Holly defended you and say says you're just saying it like as someone in in, in, in a Dutch country or yes, Denmark. Or, yes, it's my heritage. Yes, that's what she was going you. for. Milk. Listen, I milk cows. Growing up mm-hmm. at the Heibel Farm in Wisconsin, you, you did right. I did. It was did our you, neighbor's farm. Are you worried about milk? Well, my God, there's so many different options for milk. Well, maybe all these people are. Allergic. I do drink almond milk, though. Well, maybe we weren't supposed to drink cow's milk. Only calves are supposed to drink cow's well, milk. Well, who knew that? It wasn't accessible. All back then. I know is that powdered milk is not a That's, fun thing to have to drink. We never had to do that in my we had life. To drink that, that would be gross. In the Philippines. Yeah, that would be gross. Because there was no pasteurized milk. Oh, right. Okay, that's gross. How is it going without um, my bro going through the whole milk every week? Oh. How's he, our cholesterol fight going over there? I think uh, I think the coconut silk unsweetened is probably working for him. He drank a gallon of whole milk a week. So I feel like that alone and the fact that he hasn't touched a pat of butter oh, in three weeks. He's, he's just so ridiculous. Dramatic. He's very ridiculous. He's so regimented I'm going and to, dramatic. I'm going to tempt him with something tonight. Are you? I don't. I'm going to butter my whole body. I was just going to say, <laughs> he's got a butter spray. I can't believe it's not butter. That's right. I can't. So, I loved Miley's little, her TikTok uh, concert I, yesterday was super fun. Well, it was on during the day in between. Now, we haven't talked about the exciting news that started yesterday in Melbourne, Australia. Oh, yeah, your U.S. Open. Yes. My brother said, don't call me for two weeks. No, it is on. And if you want to watch the tennis channel or you can go, they post a lot of the matches online. Mm-hmm. So you can watch them through YouTube and stuff on your TV. Right. But um, Serena Williams, I watched her match today. She kicked butt and took. She had a one-legged cat suit. Okay, so what it was, it's it's Nike, you know, is her sponsor. She looked so good. Her body is so banging. She had one-legged, one long leg and one um, gym um, biking short leg. That would drive me nuts. I don't, It's warm there. It's warm, and it's, then but just but it's compression wear. Oh, I it's, see. It's compression wear. A gal she played compressed. wore compression knee high socks and the cutest little short dress and green underwear. Oh, they had the cutest outfits. I was okay. like, oh, tennis, yay! But Serena just she was like so that. just yeah. kicked her, kicked this gal's butt. But getting back to Miley Cyrus, you know, she started that show. We love you, Britney. Yes, and Miley. Now, Miley started to cry a little bit during the show. She did it with Billy Idol, Idol who and Lori and I saw Miley and Billy Idol perform in Vegas two years ago. Yeah. And they were great when we saw The Weeknd, when we saw um, Harry, Styles. Harry Styles, when we saw all those great guys. That was fun. Oh, we'll Vegas. Again. We're coming. We're coming. We can't mm-hmm. wait. Get but us yeah, vaccinated, she, please. She said, we love you, Brittany. And then, yeah. you know, of course, touring she was party in the USA and Joan Jett came out. And, yeah, Joan Jett looked fun. great yes. and Miley looked fantastic and she can sing. Miley can sing. I hate myself for loving you. That is a great song.
Joan Jett. The, the thing, do you guys want to talk about the Britney thing a little bit more? Because yeah. the thing that is interesting at the end, and again, you're not getting the inside story from anybody on the inside, but... Right. We don't know what we don't know. Yes, that's and that's what true. that one, her former lawyer says. Okay, so the thing that's confusing, I think, is that she did that gigantic... Uh, show the the what do you call it a residency in Vegas where yes, she was she making three hundred thousand dollars a night. Yep. Mm-hmm. So she's putting a million dollars in the bank every week, and then she's paying for the for every lawyer in this conservatorship yep. thing, like the people on her side and the people right. on, on the her other dad's side. side. So if she's able to make all this money and be this functioning That's superstar, what doesn't make sense it doesn't about. make yeah, sense. Well, yeah, then but why she doesn't she... want to work because she doesn't want any more money to go to her dad. She won't perform again yep. as long as her dad is the conservator. Yep. It's the only control she has left. And like yep. that one lawyer said, when someone goes into a conservatorship, you can't he, they asked, have you ever seen anyone come out? No. See, that's just wrong. So this right. that's just wrong. But have you ever seen a conserv- person under conservatorship make $300,000 no. a night being no. an no. awesome superstar? Right. That's exactly it's right. So, so she's able to do all of that. It's misleading. That's, that's, it? that's the thing about it. That it's an under- it was an understatement to call it, uh, you know, it was a breaking. It really was. Did any of you see her show in Vegas? No, I didn't see Who her went? show in Vegas. Jason, I think. What? My sister saw it. She mm-hmm. thought it was pretty sweet. I saw the the, circus. Two time, the circus and then the tour before that. And the circus tour was after, um, you know, she'd had oh. the paparazzi and the meltdown. Yep. And that was all captured. Yep. And that was after that. And I will say between those two performances, I remember that she she just seemed a little off. Robotic, like a little bit off, a little bit different, but still, it was a really fun show. It was sold out. It was, yeah, I mean, she performed, it was great. And like that was just like two years after that. And she's been so minimized to just be nothing. Well, that's why, that's why you got to watch that documentary. It's so good. It's on Hulu, people. It, it really, and also, you know, I didn't watch this, but Rocco, you did, but. I mean, didn't the Tiger Woods wasn't that, oh, that was a bit amazing. of a take on fame and yeah, how, right? Yes. How people... I mean, can you imagine how any of us would have reacted if you're eighteen, nineteen years old and just a millionaire and being able to just do anything in, you in want, the, anything. in the eye, and then in the eye, and then always ready to like take you down the minute. Yeah. I mean, get... when I was eighteen, I just wanted to chase girls and yeah, drink. And imagine yeah. if you had a cameras, infinite amount of money. Well, and, infinite and, amount of money. And, and you're then, beautiful and you're, yep. you know. And then, the, but the questions, like that one woman said in the framing, Britney, not Britney Spears, not one of the boy band members, because Britney was a star when yep. all the boy bands were happening. They never got asked any of this. No, crap. they didn't. Right. Are you a virgin? Yeah, never. I mean, why didn't they ask that to Lance Bass? I mean, think of everything that they just, let. Justin they, Timberlake. And Justin Timberlake and Jay-Z Chavez or whatever. JT, you can still make it right. You can own up, be a man, but we know you're not. You're a little man. That it was something. All right, let's hope Matt the Bachelor brings it tonight. Okay, yeah, you better. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.